Welcome to Bible Platform, a half-hour radio broadcast ministry with Reverend Hansen Metal, the General Overseer of Christian Worship Center. Stay tuned and you will be blessed. Pray that the good Lord bless you for tuning in once again to Bible Platform. And today I want to ask for your prayer of thanksgiving on my behalf to the Most High God. He has been so gracious, extremely gracious to me. Last Sunday, May 9, was my 67th birthday. And I want to begin this program today by acknowledging that God has been good to me and give him all the praise and all the thanks through all the changing scenes of life, through the valleys, through the rivers, through the difficult times and the joyful times. He has proved so faithful to me. And he has used instruments, human instruments, to let me see his grace and his goodness. And one of the most outstanding personalities, indeed, the most outstanding personality in my life, blessing in my life, Probably apart from the channels that God used to bring me into this life, is my beloved wife, my friend, my partner, my encourager, and so many things I cannot describe her with. My precious one, Julie, my wife. I want to thank you so much for being there for me. You've worked with me, you've worked with me, you, you have encouraged me, you have never turned your back on me. And I'm so grateful. I'm very, very grateful, extremely grateful. You never talk down on me. You never say things to take away my confidence. Everything you say is just to help me to move on in line with God's calling upon my life. This is a real opportunity for me to really thank you. Really, really thank you for being there for me. I thank my children, both my biological and spiritual children. You have been a very, very wonderful support. The love you showed and all of the times of laughter and times of weeping together has been so rewarding. I do not take them for granted. I am extremely grateful also to my church family, Christian Worship Center, to all the pastors and their families. You shared your lives and gifts with me, and I am very grateful and thankful. To all the staff in our orphanage, the school, I say thank you, and God richly bless you. God richly bless you. Last year, I nearly went to be with the Lord, but his grace kept me. And that's why I'm extremely, in a very extraordinary way, taking this opportunity to make sure that those of you who count in my life will know that I am very thankful and I'm very grateful for allowing God to use you to bring me this far. Today I have a very special word of encouragement for those of you who are beginning to be discouraged and lose hope because of the challenges that are facing all of us. Now, Jesus Christ indicated in the parable of the sower that one of the things that will cause men to lose their faith in the end times is the cares and worries of this life. The cares and worries of this life is going to make many lose their faith. But you should not be counted among that number. 
Precious Father, I share this word fully confident that the Holy Spirit will minister life through me to bring encouragement to my brethren who are going through diverse kinds of challenges and struggles. I yield to you and plead and pray that lives will be touched and transformed to the glory of your holy name. Thank you once again in Jesus' name. Amen. Now in Matthew chapter number 13, in the book of Matthew chapter number 13, the verse 22, the New King James Version reads, Now he who received the seed among the thorns is he who hears the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. The word of God, Jesus likened it to a seed that the sower went out to sow. Some of the seeds fell among thorns and those that fell among thorns are my reference point for today's ministration. You may be a believer all right, but Jesus is saying your faith can become unfruitful for two reasons as revealed in this parable. The first being that the cares of this world, the things we need, the cares of this world, the challenges we face, the cares of this world. Now, they can become so overwhelming that if you don't take care, if I don't take care, they can make us unfruitful. They can make us unfruitful. The second one he spoke about in this same portion of the parable is the deceitfulness of riches. The deceitfulness of riches. Now, these two things, by the master's explanation, have the capacity to choke the word. It says, when the word falls among these stones, and you know how tongues are, how they can, they can prick and cause you to bleed and cause you so much pain. So when the word of God that we receive enters into this realm of our thinking, challenges facing us, I mean, huge, huge, huge challenges coming our way and we don't really see our way out. And then there are issues about wealth. The wealth we don't have becomes an issue they can choke out the word. In other words, the word that we receive is not going to be fruitful. Let's be honest with ourselves. We are definitely, my dear, living a time that is driven by a wave of immorality and greed. In fact, the other day I read something. I must say I'm no more really shocked about some of the things that I am hearing and reading on social media and other media platforms. But this one kind of really got me a bit. Because here was a report on a lady who claims to be a gospel singer. And she was arguing to the point that believers should accept cheating. Believers who marry should accept that cheating in marriage is normal. Seriously speaking, I don't know what Bible the lady reads. Or whether she really reads the Holy Book at all. But you see, these are some of the things that drive our young people into promiscuity and weaken their resolve to live godly lives. Because if, 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 if a young person is hearing this, coming from somebody who claims to be a gospel singer, and unfortunately, in a situation where many are not reading the Bible, it takes it to be, well, that's, that's the norm. But I beg to differ. I beg to differ. We are not called to live the normal life of the general society. We are called to live above the normal, abnormal. 
above the normal. Why? Because we are a people of God. We are children of light. So we cannot just, just take anything for granted and at face value. That is a lie from the pit of hell. And today, many young people I talk to appear to have too much in common with their friends who are unbelievers. Now, in view of this, the relatively few who desire to follow Christ feel that living a righteous life isn't worth it. Especially when you face challenges because you stand up for the truth. You, you, you stand up for integrity. And you seem to be the only one who is not making it. And the only reason you're not making it is because you are pursuing the godly life that Jesus and the apostles taught in the holy book. Indeed, you can be easily discouraged when you see the wicked prosper. Like we read in Psalm 73. You see them prosper not because they are doing any honest work, but they prosper through deception and corruption. But friend and child of God, and I want to address the hearts of young people, especially with this message. You must make a difference. You must make a difference. Every young person in your life, Christ, listen to me with your heart fully open. Look, there will be a day of accountability, whether here or there. As a young person, you are laying a foundation for your life. Today, when you read about elderly people, some 70 years, seducing minors, it was not a one-day thing. You see, the foundation of that promiscuity was laid in years of living that kind of life. But for some reason, they've never been caught. But the Bible says your sin will find you out. And so please, shy away from this evil propaganda that is okay to do what the world is doing. It's not okay. It's not. We have an assignment. Jesus said, who lights a lamp and put it under his bed? You receive Christ, your soul is lighted. Isaiah says, arise and shine. Amen. If you are married, it is not normal to cheat. And anyone who spews that kind of teaching or whatever it is, is not speaking the mind of God. I'm sorry. It's speaking the language of the devil. And you must, you see, because this is a battle. It's being put into your mind. And your mind is a battlefield. And what you feed your mind will inform what you do. So it's, you just sit there and all this junk is being thrown at you. It's okay. I mean, you can't do it. It doesn't matter what you do. It matters. It matters. So let me, let me, let me say it loud and clear. That if you are married, Christian brother, sister, it is not normal to cheat on your spouse. It is evil and grossly demonic and satanic. You heard me right. Proverbs 23, 17 and 18. Do not let your heart envy sinners. Why the heart? Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the seat of the mind, whatever you put in, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So somebody who comes telling you that it's okay to cheat, it's just normal. It's a cheat. It's a cheat. And you have to make a decision who you follow. You have to take a decision. Who is the Lord and master of your life? The Bible said the marriage bed should not be defiled. The Bible said, for I am holy, therefore you must be holy. 
The Bible said, be faithful. So where did this come from? Drop it like the dung that it is. Do not let your heart envy sinners. But, Proverbs 23, 17, But, be zealous for the fear of the Lord all the day. Be zealous. You see, when you are zealous for something, your heart is in that thing. Your mind is on that thing. And your, that's your goal. So, it says that, do not envy them. What they call enjoyment by indulging the flesh in anything and everything, there's a price to pay. Oh yeah, there's a price to pay. You see how many great men fall through the fleshly indulgence. Check. Even within the context of our own faith, great men are knocked out easily for lack of self-discipline and commitment to what the Word of God says. Lack of submission to the Holy Spirit. You are listening to The Bible Platform with Reverend Hanson Metal. Don't go away. We will be right back. Tune in to The Bible Platform with Reverend Hanson Metal. This and every Tuesday from 5 a.m. to 5.30 a.m. on Sunny 88.7 FM. And your life will never be the same again. God bless you. Welcome back. The message continued. If you do what everybody is doing, you will suffer what everybody is suffering. Don't do it. Pursue righteousness. Paul wrote to Timothy, pursue righteousness. To pursue something is to go after it. It doesn't come after you. You go after it. I don't know why the church is so quiet on issues of righteousness. Maranatha, may he come. Now, verse 18 of Proverbs 23. For surely there is a hereafter, and your hope will not be cut off. It's not everything that you do to satisfy God or to please the Father. We are to live lives that please him. That's the, what the Bible says. We are to live lives that will please him. And here we are being told that there is a hereafter. Life, there's no end here. Bring on all the arguments you want to bring. Well, faith is telling me that if he rose again, I will rise again. If he ascended into heaven, I will be with him one day. So you have to determine. But I pray for you and I pray for all out there under the sound of my voice. That we step in line with the word of God and we live our lives in the fear of God. That fear is not panic. That fear is respect and honor. Because I respect and honor my wife. I will not give my body to another woman. I will not give my time to another woman. Because I respect and honor God who has ordered me to love my wife. Not another woman's, not another man's wife. So drop that argument. Beloved, life begins here, but it doesn't end here. When the one who brought us here takes us out of here, we'll have to account for everything we did on this side of heaven. Everything. Proverbs 2014. Proverbs 2014. This is what it says. If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. If you faint, that means there'll be days of adversity. 
And that means that some of the adversity will be so intense that the probability of getting to a point of fainting is very real. Indeed, if you follow any teaching that suggests that life is meant to be lived without any challenges, you are in for real trouble. Because the truth of the matter is that there will always be days of adversity. That is what the Holy Bible teaches. Jesus and his his apostles uh, made it clear that the Christian life will bring very unusual challenges. Beloved, but the good news is this, that God has given us a helper. God has given us a comforter in the person of the Holy Spirit. We're not working alone. We're not going through this alone. I urge you, you can't live your life, all your life, on prophecy. You will fail. The just shall live by faith. You can't live your life as if it all hinges on the material world. You will fail. Jesus said, for man shall not live by bread alone. He doesn't say bread is not important. He said, but you can't make the things of the world the ultimate. Life is not about sleeping with every man, every woman. No. You are bigger and larger than that. Child of God, you are bigger and larger than that. You are created in the image of God. You are not like the dog or who just move on mere feeling. No. You have the power to exercise restraint over your body. And you see, as a believer, your realm of operating in that power is taking a notch higher by the indwelling Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I will send you another comforter. Now, who is the one who needs a comforter? That must be somebody who is really, really been struck by the challenges of life and is discouraged and is a comforter is one who comes to bring you back to emotional stability. The helper, the paracletus, the one who, is, who works beside you and makes sure that where you are weak, he exchanges your weakness with the strength of Christ. So pick yourself up, pick yourself up, pick yourself up. Stand on your feet and dare to live for God. Dare to live a life that will glorify Jesus. You have someone with you. Jesus promised, I will not leave you alone. I will come back to you. And he has come back to us. And he is living in us. And he is working in us. And we dare not fail. This generation is on a roller coaster to self-destruction. You look on social media. And some of the people who are being projected as uh, celebrities and role models have nothing to offer in terms of your spiritual well-being. They cannot be your role models. Listen, Romans 8, 29. This is what the Bible says. For whom he did for new, he also did predestined to be conformed to the image of Christ. So Christ is your role model, should be your role model. Amen? Now tell people that even David and all the patriarchs, none of them are our role model in its fullest. We can learn and imitate them in some ways, but only in very limited ways. You can say, for instance, that Solomon had 1,000 wives and concubines. So you are also going to go after 1,000 women. Solomon is not our role model. Come on. Jesus Christ is our role model. Amen. So we can learn certain things from somebody. It was a failure. Now, if you read First Kings chapter 11, it says Solomon 
married many foreign women, many, and they turned away his heart after alien gods. You see, my friend, and especially my young people, because you are now going to be the focus of my presentation. Where your heart is, that's the exact location of where you are going to drift. And your heart will be where your treasure is. That's what Jesus said. So, if you make sin your treasure, any form of sin, just like I'm saying, so you are married, you cheat. And for you, um, sleeping around with men or women is fun. It's fire. It's not fun. It's fire. It will burn you. It will burn you. And I beg you in the name of God, let's face it and let's talk gospel. It will burn you. For the wages of sin is death. It's not decoration. The wages of sin is death. The salary of sin any kind of sin. So, by extension, then, we say that, and the scripture says, and the gift of God, and the gift of God. Have you received the gift? And what do you do with the gift? It's one thing, I, I, give, you, I give you a gift, I mean, a beautiful handkerchief or something. You can turn around and throw it into the mud and trample upon it. So, Jesus said, you don't place your treasures before pigs. They will not even understand what it is, because pigs, I mean, everything they see that is attractive, it's normally something that has to do with something that is not nice. And so I throw your, your treasures before pigs. So I heard you in the name of the Christ I love. The world is on a rat race to self-destruction. You must not be in that bus. I speak to you from the depth of my heart. Not as one who has achieved already, like Paul said. One who is determined to pursue the righteousness of God. And to call others by grace to a saving knowledge of the Lord, and to live lives that will, no matter how dark it gets, stand up for Christ, stand up for truth, stand up for holiness, stand up and be counted, get up, go out, live the life, don't be pushed around, don't accept anything that you know will grieve the heart of the Holy Spirit. No. You know what? Our ministration right now, the body of Christ in its entirety, is no longer exercising that power and respect and awe that used to be there. All we see is some self-destructive behaviors and attitudes. And so anybody can get on social media, insult our God, say anything you want to say about the Bible, think that they cannot say of other religions. They dare not. But whose fault is it? Whose fault is it if the lies we live can speak powerfully of the purity and the beauty of the holiness of our God? We will not need to go and twist anybody's hand behind his back and say, receive Christ. They will run after us. They will ask us, what shall we do to be saved? We want to have what you have. Today, what do we have? Excuse me. But in my own backyard, in my own country, what do we see? It's all about magic. To the extent that young people don't want to work and they expect miracles. I'm sorry. Think about the things you have heard from me. This is my birthday gift to you. Walk in the fear of the Lord. It is rewarding. I'm your friend, Pastor Hansen Metal. God willing, I'll come your way again next week. I love you much. That's why I'm giving you what I've given you. Stay blessed and bye for now. Bye. Oh,
you for listening to Bible Platform. Tune in same time next week. God bless you. Oh, Lord.